and welcome to the Sharp Side Podcast. I'm your host, Chaz Prada, and joining me today, James, turn your camera off. Thank you. Come on. Come on, dude. <laughs> ruining, ruining the intro. But that is James with the best, best bet record of 8-1-1. Give James his credit. He's been, he's, he's been kicking our ass, Austin. Um, Austin Tark is also in on this call right now. Um, Austin. You actually just brought up an interesting conversational point. The Patriots off a absurdly dominant win. And I guess we're kind of getting right on into it right now. Um, of my best bet, the Browns, where I, I right hand up. Close. <laughs> it was close, but ultimately we just didn't pull it out of the end. We ran out of time. Um, Austin, where do you think, what do you think the state of the Patriots is right now? You know, it's still the same old Patriots team where they're very well coached. They rely on a very good defense. Um, And I was really impressed with Mac Jones. Last week, he looked phenomenal. Uh, If you looked at, like, his advanced stats, they were outstanding. Uh, But granted, I look back at their schedule, and they compete in every single game. But their wins are really not that impressive. The best team they've beaten is the Browns. And that was a injured Baker team. Um, so it's, it's a wait and see for me, for me. I, I said it a couple weeks ago, they're definitely gonna make the playoffs and it looks like they're definitely headed that way. But Hey, when you look at the bills who also haven't really beaten anyone and they're now only a half game lead over the Patriots with two still matchups to play. It's interesting. The Patriots seem to be live to win the AFC East now. Yeah, that's true. Uh, only a half game back, right? Yeah. Uh, James, any, any thoughts here? Uh, are you just saying on the Patriots or on the Patriots-Falcons game? Uh, just Patriots. Thursday night doesn't really compete with the schedule. No, I kind of like this. I kind of like the Patriots in a tease. I, I just don't think the Falcons have enough. They have some bad injuries. So, I think you said before the show, jokingly, that the Falcons were live. I just don't see the Falcons winning. Thursday night, rookie head coach. Yeah, that's reasonable. Um. After last week's performance, do we think the Bills are what everyone kind of assumes that they are or just a beaten up on a bad team? They're getting closer to where they were. Um, I, I think they had a little rub, that, a little uh, bump in the road there, but they're definitely playing better football now. I think they could definitely return to the team we saw last year. I mean, we saw them going to Kansas City already this year and just blow the Chiefs out of the water, so it's certainly in them. They, they got to prove it against a good team for me. I mean, they, they've played the Chiefs and Titans, and that's it. Uh, they got some big games headed coming their way with Saints, Patriots, and Bucks, and even Colts coming up this week. I, I'm going to wait and see on this team. Yeah, that's reasonable. Um, I, I don't know what to think. Um, I Because, like, I, th- I feel like they just are the best team in the AFC – Although I, I do think the Titans should have something to say about that, but it's it just feels like they have the lowest floor and the highest ceiling week to week, and I, I it's just really hard for me to kind of gauge that. Um, and then finally, this is just kind of like the last somewhat shocking result, I guess. The Bucks lost. That did, definitely did not see that coming, especially off a of bye. But um, any cause for worry, just with injuries mounting up. Um, I get. I saw today that Antonio Brown's personal chef is just outing him now, or former yep. personal chef, I guess. Yep. 
But uh, James, I'm curious about your thoughts of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and um, what, what like you kind of see for them as the playoff pictures starts to take shape. I think they're fine. I mean, we've seen a lot of teams now come in, especially the good teams, off buys and lay eggs. Uh, I just think they built themselves too big of a hole in that first half and couldn't come back. Uh, the defense has been concerning as of late, but I think as guys start to come back, they'll be fine. I mean, we saw them play much worse football this time of the year last year, and then ultimately they got caught, they got hot at the right time, and obviously they won it all. That is well said. Yeah, I, I, I'm still I'm concerned about this defense, though, because that's the reason why they won the Super Bowl last year. So it's really going to have to come together. Um, the, yeah, offense, was, the offense is pretty great. Yeah, I would agree. But they destroyed the Chiefs in that Super Bowl. And that defense was spectacular. And they're nowhere near to that level. Uh, granted, bunting is should be back in a couple weeks, I believe. Um, but to get outgained on possession, 40 minutes to 20 minutes is certainly not a good look for that defense. Uh, Washington just stayed on the field all game, including an incredible, it was like a 10-minute drive to end that game. Yeah, to end the game. Um, well done. All righty. Um, really quick, before we – a little bit of be house cleaning, I guess, uh, before we get into best bets, uh, follow us on Twitter, at the Sharp Side Pod. Uh, there, download the BetSports app if you haven't already. I've been – not super consistently, but I have been putting some um, extra college basketball plays in there. But mainly, James and I are off to a fiery start in college hoops. Where mostly, uh, mostly you, I've only contributed like two picks. That's 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 true. Don't sell yourself short there. I appreciate it. But um, the Bonnies today, lane four, a little uh, late game free throw magic, I would say. But the cash is green all the same, so I'll take it. Uh, follow us on Twitter, though. And, of course, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We, of course, we always greatly appreciate it. James, my friend. Actually, I forget what your best bet is. Saints. Saints plus one and a half. I like I can get behind that. Uh, James, the New Orleans Saints are traveling to Philadelphia, where the Eagles are laying a point and a half at home, and the total is 43. Saints plus 110 on the money line. Why do we like the Saints in this game? We like the Saints because we liked them last week and we thought they should have won. They outgained the Titans by 109, lost the turnover battle, and still had a chance to win that game. Uh, they were plus three last week at Tennessee, and now they're going to Philadelphia and then the plus one and a half, plus two range. It just doesn't make sense to me. All season long, this Philly team has gotten a lot of love in the market. And like at points, I've gotten there. Like last week, I liked Philly. Um, certainly not to the point where we became a pick on Sunday, but it's just kind of baffling to me how much money they're getting. Uh, they played really well last week. I actually liked what I saw from Philly, but I think the 30-13 final is a little deceiving. It's 20-13, and the Broncos were in the red zone, and I think everyone saw the replay of that fumble for a touchdown. Really good return there. Um, Great tackling by Teddy. I mean, oh, my goodness. Just gave <laughs> up on the play. Um, but I, I just think the Saints are better than the Eagles on a neutral. I would be laying points with the Saints. If it was minus one and a half on a neutral, I'd take that. Um, so be, to begin one and a half here, I just think it's too many. Um, Kamara practiced yesterday, so I'm not sure if he will he be playing, today. but he didn't today. Yeah. That's a bummer. Regardless, uh, I still like the Saints here. I think they should be favored in this one. I just don't see how the Eagles are laying one and a half here. Austin, what do you think? I'm, uh, I hear all James' sentiments. I'm just going to lean to the under. or I, my, my pick actually is the under. I like that. Um, mainly just because both styles here, both teams are running the ball. Uh, Eagles are rushing the ball much higher the last three weeks, and that's all against weaker rush defenses. Um, 
Saints are going to be able to stifle that ground game. So if they continue with that strategy, I don't see the Eagles succeeding too much. And this Saints team is still a team that likes to run the ball. Uh, Simeon hasn't been that bad, but they're definitely still taking clock and using Taysom Hill. Um, Eagles aren't exactly great against the run, so I see the Saints being able to move the ball in this fashion. Um, but either way, I think this plays two and under with the clock running uh, and, and melting this game. Uh, so I also like the Saints. And, I mean, really it just stems to Nick Sirianni devoting his offense to the run. And the Saints are the best. I mean, they I think they're allowed the lowest running back yards per carry in the NFL right now. And it's it's I think I checked yesterday and I think that I saw like 2.6 yards per carry, which is ridiculous. So they're the Eagles just simply won't be able to run the ball very well. Um, I do like that look on the under. I think that um, just because the Saints are so injury riddled on offense right now, it's just. I just think they'll have a really tough time against what has been a pretty solid Eagles defense um, mm-hmm. just in terms of moving the ball. So I, I certainly share that kind of uh, same uh, similar sentiment there. Um, but ultimately this is just a teaser lake for me. Um, I think just getting seven and a half and what I'd assume we all expect not to be a very high scoring game is really valuable. So Saints in a teaser. I also like think they are undervalued here, undervalued here. Any plus money money line is going to get my attention. So, my rebuttal is um, for the Eagles side. This was the Jalen Hurts come out game last year. He had his first game against the Saints and he had a really good game where he had 18 carries for 106 yards. Um, granted, this was the that's Hurts' first game with zero film on him. And I would expect the Saints to have a little bit, um, a lot better preparation for him. But you never know. Hurts has looked really good so far this season. Uh, maybe this could be another great game for him. Yeah, I, that, that situation was different, though. I remember the Saints were laying a large number in that game, weren't they? They came off a huge win and were overvalued with Taysom Hill. Yes. It, it might have been after the Broncos game, and they won like 30 to nothing because the Broncos did have a quarterback. Yeah, you're right. I think Breeze might have been out, too. Pretty sure he was. And Taysom Hill was a starter. I mean, hey, I'm a, I'm a Trevor Simeon truther now. He's actually been pretty <laughs> solid the last couple That of ball games. he threw on fourth down or third down to tie the game was an absolute dart. Yeah. He looked I, really good. He really had, or was it to get with him too? Yeah. I'm sorry to get with him too. Sorry. Um, yeah. I, and I, I don't know. It was interesting performance last week for sure, but we need to move on where the AFC leading Tennessee Titans are hosting the Houston Texans lane 10 at, or the Titans are lane 10 at home. Total is 44 and a half. And Austin, are we taking a peek at Texans plus 350 on the money line? Without a doubt, but that's wow. not the best bet. That's wow. not the best bet. <laughs> the best bet is plus 10, but I will be dabbling in the money line. Um, I was hoping for a 10 and a half that was available before, but we're looking at this game as just a really good sell high, buy low spot. We have a Titans team who's pretty much beat everyone, including five straight playoff teams and a Texas team that just lost to Miami, even with Tyrod coming back. Um, I'm not going to put too much emphasis into that Tyrod game. We've seen it a lot this year where QBs have come back from injury and really struggled. Uh, we saw it with Wilson last week, Rogers last week. Um, and there's another example. I can't think of at the top of my head, but it's this extended yeah. rest has clearly made deck. Yeah. It could, it's made quarterback struggle. And I look at this Titans offense and the last two weeks, they have 340 yards of offense. And this is their first two games without Henry. So the alarm bell should really be sounding. 
Uh, my MVP tickets, I'm not loving for Tannehill, but I do like that they're still winning. Um, and then for the spot here, this is a totally unfamiliar spot for the Titans. Um, they're used to being an underdog or under a field goal favorite for the last five straight weeks. And now they're in an underdog role. And this is a role that they've greatly struggled in going to back the last two seasons. Uh, for the top of my head, I can think that they lost the Jets this year. I know they lost the Bengals last year as a big favorite. Um, they've just over the years really struggled in this spot. Um, and with this offense, how it is, I just don't know if they can put up 27 to 30 points to cover the spread. I mean, this offense is literally just Tannehill and A.J. Brown, and they have a weak offensive line as well. And Tyrod got his rusty game out of his system. He has an extra week to prepare. I'm still a believer in Tyrod. I think he gives his team the best chance to compete. Um, I, I will say I'm impressed with this Titans team. Their defense is impressing me. They keep getting wins. But with the spot, uh, with just the way I think the Texans can compete in a division game here after a bye, I just think 10 and a half is too many points, 10 is too many points. And I think they're live to pull off an upset too. That was the text I referred to earlier. I think they're going to make a shock in survivor pools this week. There's a downpour during this game. Woo! <laughs> I think I like that. Uh, I mean, there's no reason not to. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I've been just vehemently against the Titans, it seems like, for now three weeks, just waiting for the fade opportunity. I got what was mine last week, but in, with two minutes left. So I backed off a little bit, but you hit the nail on the head here. I just – maybe earlier in the year, I'd be a little more hesitant if King Henry and Julio Jones were playing, but they're obviously both out. And the Titans just lack weapons right now, and it's definitely a little bit of a letdown spot after that five-game stretch. So – Certainly lean the Titan or sorry, the Texans, but don't have the stones to pull the trigger here. I, I, it's tough. So um, I do like Titans team total over that Texans have allowed more than um, 30 points in six of their nine games so far. Uh, nice. But um <laughs> I, I, under, I understand the, uh, the worry about the uh, Titans offense. I also think we could just be buying the Titans offense at a low point right now because the D-line has been dominating. And with how, with how much Tyrod struggled to protect the ball against the Dolphins, who, mind you, do not have a good defensive line, I do think that the Titans defense could put, a, like, put similar stress on Tyrod here. And I think that the Titans could just kind of like get short fields. And I think the reason why I'm off the Texans in this game is because I just do. Th I think that it's, I think that there's too much opportunity for the Titans to just turn this into a blowout enough to where um, I, I'm not sure that 10 is the correct number. I think that like with all the letdown stuff, like I agree. I, at some, at some point it's just, they're they're going to have a bit of a stinker um i don't know i i'm can sure I, I wasn't very convincing with my no you were you were because i i hear you and this texas team is like it's not exactly like they're fighting very much i mean they were getting blown out in these games I, they i guess they had some fight against the rams when they were down 38 to 3 um or whatever it was um it's almost like an alternate spread would be better um if such you as like, like the titans yes if you like Titans, but also if you like the Texans, it's almost like if, if it's they're going to like a three 10, point game or a 20 it, point game. Yeah, exactly. Like a plus three and a half for the Texans would be a really good play. Cause like, I think my bet here is like, I think Texans are going to keep it a close game. Um, but if the Titans start with a lead and their offense is clicking, they're probably going to blow the doors off and this game doesn't have a chance. Like backdoor isn't really in the Texans mind here. 
Um, but my play is I think the Texans are going to be able to keep it close. I just think this is a good spot for them. I see. I, I don't actually think that like 10 points is unvaluable. I just think that uh, I, cause I, I actually kind of disagree. I think a back door is kind of open where like we could see that the, you know, the Texans are down, I don't know, 16. And then you can, you know, they're going for two at the end of the game or something like that. But I, I, I do worry about the Texans offense, true inability to like move the ball at all versus the Dolphins. And when they did like against a pretty weak uh, pressure front, it was just kind of disappointing to see Tyrod back. And I, you know what? That's probably on me for selling him short because I actually don't think Tyrod's that bad. And um, that being said, I do think the Titans offense kind of gets right here. And I think this could be seen as a bit of a confidence builder in a way where, you know, you're worried about losing Derrick Henry and you're winning games, but the overwhelming signs haven't been super positive. So um, one thing I will say to uh, support your side, Austin, is times with the Patriots on deck mm-hmm. and then they'll have a bye. So. I do sure. think that, especially with Rabel ties, that could be a little bit of a look ahead. But yeah, and just the letdown of just the last month for them. I mean, they have just had game after game, max motivation spots, tough games. Um, just eventually, I mean, even last week was. Could you call last week a letdown spot? I don't know. I just I kind of think played. so. Yeah, um, but I don't know. Uh, I. It's I I'm very interested because. This is this might sound weird. I think this could be a good litmus test to see how good the Titans actually are. Because if they if they do blow the doors off the Texans, I think I might be ready to crown them. Not saying that they're just going to like win out the rest of the year or, or anything, but um, taking care of business here and winning in a convincing fashion would do a lot to kind of see how they adjust to life without Derrick Henry. So very interested, and it, I feel like I normally don't say that during a. I actually here's what I'll I'll rebuttal with. I think their litmus test is next week against the Patriots. Patriots. Like, look, looking at their schedule, they really don't play anyone. And like, we're not really going to know who the real Titans are until the playoffs. Um, like, it's kind of wild. They play Texans, Jags, Steelers, Niners, Dolphins, Texans. Um, like, they really don't play anyone because they've already played everyone. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I just want to see their offense explode against a good defense or at least do well against a good defense to prove that they can handle it in the playoffs. Um, but I, I hear I hear what your statements are on the Texans because I they they should beat the hell out of the bad teams. All right, uh, my best bet. We're gonna fly to Buffalo, and Buffalo is lane seven and a half. It's I'm seeing like sevens plus a hundred, but the seven and a half is minus one fifteen. So that's what I'm going with. Um, also, I'm the host of the show, so I can pretty much do what I want. <laughs> but Colts getting seven and a half points on the road at Buffalo. Total's at 50. Austin, you want to play weatherman really quick? Yeah. Uh, we have 13 mile per hour winds with possible drizzle, according to my weatherman. All righty. Um, and also, is James back yet? No, but Dude, you can this guy. take the handicap. You, okay. you got it. We're good. Um, this isn't necessarily, uh, first of all, uh, here he is. Okay. Sorry yeah, about that, listeners. This dude sucks. Um, the Colts. So I think for a team that I'm, I'm, I don't, I wouldn't call the Colts good, but I think they're very solid. And I think that with a team with, you know, a high floor or excuse me, a low floor, high ceiling, uh, kind of makeup like the Bills, 
who are prone to mistakes and are prone to kind of lose stinkers. I don't think this game uh, qualifies as a stinker, but I think getting more than a touchdown here is very disrespectful to a very solid Colts team. I think because of the way the Bills defense is set up schematically, I think that the Colts are going to be able to run the ball. And if the, and obviously Sean McDermott isn't dumb. I would imagine that he does try and adjust in some way, but um, cause they do run sort of like a, like they kind of sit back and like let teams run on them just because uh, they are analytically inclined. So they'll just kind of take that. Um, and on the Colts side, I think that where they're good is up front. So front seven, and obviously they, and I feel like we've brought it up many times over the course of the season, the Colts, you know, they're very injury riddled in the secondary. Now with the weather, I think that we might see Josh Allen struggle a little, a little bit, um, especially in like the intermediate to deep passing game. And so I think that the Colts will have an advantage on the defensive side of the ball, both up front against the run and in short passing. Um, and ultimately I think that, you know, we get a couple Carson Wentz best play in the game, PI calls, Michael Pittman, a couple big games and Jonathan Taylor doing his thing. I I'm not calling for a Colts win. I'm calling for a Colts. Keep it close way. I see way too many scenarios where the Colts are playing this game within touchdown at least late. So give me the Colts plus seven and a half. Um, James, you're back. We're talking Colts bills. What do you think? I lean that way. Uh, I really like the Colts when they're a dog. I kind of just stay away when they're a favorite. They there's pretty similar to the Steelers, the Steelers in my mind. Um, and this is certainly one of those cases where they're catching a lot of points. So I could see them being pretty competitive here, pretty feisty. I'm with you, Chaz. Uh, this game reminds me a lot of Colts Bills last year, where it was a little bit of a weather game and it was close the whole way. And I'd say that Wentz is doing a pretty good Philip Rivers impression, if not better. Um, if this is a windy game, if this is a weather game, uh, it definitely favors the Colts. They're a dome team, but they're prepared. They're, their style is to be able to prepare in bad weather. Um, and the Bills entice the run. They they play right into the Colts' game plan. I mean, the Bulls, Bills have faced one good rush offense this season. It was Derrick Henry, and he put up 143 yards on three TDs. If they're going to let Jonathan Taylor run the ball and uh, not get beat deep, I think they're going to be more than fine. Colts are going to be able to score the ball. Um, and if there's wind, it certainly affects Josh Allen. We've seen him struggle in the wind so far um, in his career. Um, I just think it's a lot of points for a Buffalo team who's played the easiest schedule of both offenses and defenses. And this is a, this is a step up in competition for him. I really wish there was like a truly, truly elite team in the AFC where we could like get the, like a Colts plus 10 or something in the playoffs because they are built like, I feel like almost exactly like the Titans from a couple years ago when they went they went into New England and won outright, right? Yeah. Because this Pretty is like a, a it's a just physical, like perfect outdoor playoff team where they can run the ball down your throat and like the front seven is good enough. And you know what? If like the secondary is banged up or it's honestly, I, I'm not sure the secondary is even bad, but it's I would just say it's not good. And I, it's just they get just enough stops to keep it interesting and then can ultimately um, grab a win at the end of the game. It's I think this team is so intriguing. Honestly, this pick might have some like internal bias for me, but oh no, I just, I think this is a very interesting team to watch throughout the rest of the season, especially with how Carson Wentz just kind of provides a high ceiling, low floor sure, but 
I think the run game that they have uh, raises the floor of that offense too. So very interesting. Before we get into the rest of the games for this Sunday, quick little word from our sponsor at Anchor. Sunday, the Detroit why we, Lions. Uh, why don't we recap our best bets first too? Oh, great call. All right. Um, for people who skipped ahead or maybe. Um, who, who was my guy who uh, DM'd with, with the uh, requesting with the, um, the recaps? That, I, I Eric J. Eric J, the guy. Yeah, there you go. Um, Austin, your best bet? Texans plus 10. Uh, James? Money line. <laughs> Saints plus one. Um, and mine was the Colts plus seven and a half. Um, all these dogs winning outright. Parlay them all. I'm, I, you know what? I'm doing it. Yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Sunday. Also, let me know when I should go Steelers because I'm not seeing that game right now and I forgot to put it down. Uh, the Lions getting 11 and a half on the road at Cleveland. The total is 43 and a half. Earlier, I said the Lions were winning. I, I don't actually think that. I was just kind of being sarcastic. But um, do the Lions have any chance in this game? No. James, I will kick you to start. Not a chance in hell. They use every ounce of magic, voodoo and whatever you want to call it to tie that game last week. Jared Goff had like 40 yards passing. They had probably 170 yards rushing through three quarters. I don't, I'm not sure if they gained a yard of offense in the fourth quarter overtime. It was the worst game ever. But they, they covered and they tied. So they got basically their win for the year. I think it's Browns or nothing here. Um, I think we've seen kind of the indie spots this year when the Browns have their backs against the wall and they're, they're getting heat like two weeks ago against Cincinnati. Um, and they've just blew them out of the water. I think we can see something pretty similar here. It's not like the, a lot of people are backing them right now. So I think this could be a little bit of a statement game or just a reminder. We, we're still the Browns. We still run the ball and do what we want. Yep. Austin. He hit it right on the head for me. I, I'm Browns are a like of mine. James didn't even mention that Tim Boyle might be playing this week for the Lions at QB. <laughs> uh, he has more INTs and touchdowns in college, and he was ranked as the fifth worst graded quarterback in preseason, according to PFF. Um, even if it is golf, I still like the Browns because I think they have an advantage with their ability to rush the passer. Um, I agree with what James said. It's a letdown spot for the Lions. I mean, they caught every break in the world last week. They even had Mason Rudolph playing quarterback, and they still only got a tie. Um, and Baker's biggest weakness is against the pressure. And Mason Rudolph last week wasn't hit once, not a single pressure. Um, so I think Browns are going to be absolutely roll in this game. Uh, not to mention Nick Chubb should also be back to help out this offense. I almost consider making it my best bet. I want zero part of this game that is side or total. I think I, I've just done a very poor job gauging when the lines are going to play up and down. Um, and the Browns are an enigma to me. Um, I don't, I don't after, especially after last week, it's left a very bad taste in my mouth. So I figure I'm just going to stay away. Um, that being said, if I had to lean any, any side here, um, 11 and a half is just a lot of points in the NFL. So I guess I'll lean lions, even if it is with Tim Boyle. Hey, how much NFL tape is there on Tim Boyle outside of preseason? None. Probably not much. Probably not much. It's we said that about Jalen Hurts earlier. You look um, up his stats. He has like it's ridiculous. Zero passing yards, but like negative twenty rushing yards. Just because I think he comes in just for kneels. 
that's hilarious um that UConn stat line like because it was like 26 picks and 19 touchdowns right yeah something like that how on earth is he an NFL backup he must be the smartest person on earth something he's, he's probably got a cannon no he said no idea how to use it if you had a cannon he, uh, he'd have to have more uh more touchdowns just thrown thrown deep I'll know I'll um, ride with my guy Tim Tim Boyle or Tim Doyle Tim Boyle Boyle all right Niners Jake Luton oh you mean the next Peyton Manning <laughs> uh the San Francisco 49ers are traveling to Jacksonville to take on Urban Myers Jaguars Jags getting six totals at 45 um Austin I'll kick to you to start are the Niners primed for a playoff run? Uh, well, that's a different question. Um, honestly, that win against the Rams is very impressive. Um, I And with the way that seven seed is definitely up for grabs, and I'm not exactly a Panthers believer, I do think the Niners are set up for a playoff run. Um, as far as this game goes, I think it's just a really bad spot for them. Uh, it's cross-country travel for a West Coast team after a season-changing win um, playing on a short week. Um, not to mention Eli Mitchell's most likely out uh, and Debo's hurt. Uh, in this Jags team, they easily could have thrown in the towel on their season. I'm very impressed with the fight of this team. I mean, for someone who I thought I asked for Urban's head multiple times, just goes to show you that I don't fire coaches. Only Chaz know how to, knows how to do that. Um, but I, I'm impressed with the way he's motivating this team. Um, the, in that Colts game last week, they I think they had a punt blocked and they were down 14-0 within like five minutes. And then sure enough, they had a chance to win there at the end. Um, they even outgained Indiana per, per play last week. So if I had to go any side, it would definitely be the Jags just because I think it's a bad spot for the Niners, and I like the fight in this Jags team. James, what about you? I, actually I think you, bet like, the, you like the Niners, right? Yeah, I don't think I included it in my five, but this is one of the few bets I've made this week. I bet the Niners minus six today. Uh, I just – I really like what the Niners do on the road, and if, if you look at what they've done on the road this year, they've been really successful, especially against bad teams. Uh, which obviously the Jags for that category. I'm not putting too much stock in the Jags playing two good games in a row. Um, last week, they definitely played better than I thought. I was able to get cold first half home thanks to that pump block. But I just, again, I, I think the Niners are too good. And I think, like, it, it's definitely a, could be a letdown spot, but I think the Niners use it as more of, like, a, a booster for the rest of the year. Um, and then you take that game, and they know they now have the confidence and play like a playoff team moving forward. And the first step to that would be beating the Jaguars by a touchdown or more. It's crazy what one what one win does for a, on Sunday night does for like a coach's job security. Because like, yeah, just what last week we were saying that Kyle Han- Shanahan should be fired and stuff like that. Also, Austin, the key to uh to uh calling to uh, calling for firings is you just it's just being a volume shooter. So you're just you're just not calling for coach's heads. That's true. Um. I, I think six at home is too many. Um, I'm not betting this. It's the Jaguars. That being said, their defense has been pretty good against the run. Um, obviously, their passing defense has been utterly horrendous. But um, also, like, I think at some point, Trevor Lawrence is going to have a little bit of a pop-up game. And I think with kind of the injuries that the Niners have, have had, I think that possibly an unsuspecting Niners uh, – defense could be a little sleepy after hands down their biggest win and arguably their biggest game of the season so um, I do think maybe the Jaguars jump up to a little bit of an early lead um, I know that I mean a win uh, against the Bills and then 
you know, playing the Colts re- reasonably tough. Honestly, like, I, I mean, I know I'm talking up the Colts and stuff. The Jaguars outplayed the Colts for three, possibly two and a half quarters of that game. Yep. And uh, so I do think that they're playing with a little bit of confidence right now. And um, I think that if I was to bet this, I think I'd go Jags probably like, what is that? What would that be? Plus three first half. Just because just I, I think they're more like, like you know, get a little uh, – Three and a half. Three and a half. Sleepy start for the Niners too. Yes. I don't hate that. I, I think that's that's what I'd look at. So, um, moving on. Two. The yes. Miami Dolphins with Tua at the helm, right? Yep. All right. Taking uh, – traveling to New York to take on the Jets. Jets uh, getting three and a half points at home. Total is at 44 and a half. James, I'll start with you. Uh, what are we looking at here? I'm befuddled. I have no idea. What to be. I, I, I look at the under, and I think I like that. I just – between Tua and Joe Flacco, I just don't see this being a shootout. But, I mean, with the way the Jets defense has been playing, you and I could make a shootout. So, I, I actually have no words for this game. I, I've got I a hose. I, I, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm passing this one. I don't know what to do for a side here. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of a chance. 44 and a half. Isn't that a giant total? Like, how can these offenses possibly score? I mean, I first I was as a big Jets fan. Why on earth are they starting Joe Flacco? It's like they're tanking. I mean, they must be because well, they are Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson practiced last week and they easily Mike White's healthy and Mike White has the confidence from his teammates. No, he um, doesn't. He, he, threw least, four picks. he sucked he last week. He at dude. least had Michael Carter shout him out. Like, I don't know. It's better than Joe Flacco. And, like, Joe Flacco can't even move. The way the Dolphins were blitzing Lamar last week, like, they should get to, to Flacco every single time. Like, I don't see how the Jets score in this game. And I think the under's the look. I mean, it's not like the Dolphins' offense is very impressive. They look like shit against the Ravens as well. They just had a really good defensive game. I agree with that. Oh, I mean, they also had a defensive touchdown. And uh, yeah. how many real points did they score, like, on offense? Nine? Or was yeah, it, I yeah. don't know, but if oh, they had a one-yard run at the end from Tua, so 16. Okay. 15. Yeah. If you had uh, the Dolphins team total under 20 and a half earlier in the week at a really good number, that was really fun to watch. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, I think the sign – the Jets starting Joe Flacco makes me want to bet the Dolphins, but I won't because I think the hook could be very, very valuable here. Um, Michael Carter receptions is the bet of the week. If I if I can get four and a half, oh, I'm going to be so excited rooting for my fantasy team. Um, that being said, I love the under. I think that I didn't really think about it much, but I it's going to be Joe Flacco dinking and dunking. And... Tua is, is, is still claiming that his ribs hurt. So I, it'll probably be more dinking and dunking there too. And we, we do know the Jets' defense sucks. I believe it's, it's last by a wide margin in EPA. But um, 44 and a half does – 44 and a half is higher than Saints-Eagles. It's the same yeah. as Ravens-Bears. It's higher yeah. than Washington-Carolina. It's the same as Texans-Titans. That's ridiculous. I completely agree. These are two of the worst offenses. Maybe two, the two worst offenses in the NFL. I think I would be willing to listen to those cases. Um, also, it's probably a great 
uh, point to sell on like Jets totals just because haven't they been into fairly or uh, what was the final score last week? I'm blanking now. 45, 17 or something. Yeah, it's uh, uh, wow, you're right. Defense they've been so bad. They've smashed the over in the last four games. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what happens when you go 40, even when you give up the total. Wow, they've actually hit the over in six straight games. Perfect time to sell. All right. I like, I like that. I like, I like that. that. I know Austin has a like here. Uh, Washington. Right now I'm seeing plus three, plus 100. Obviously, it's going to be an expense. I'll give you three and a half because I'm a nice guy. Thank you. But, um, Appreciate it. <laughs> Washington likes – or excuse me. Austin likes the Washington football team. They're getting three and a half. Um, Panthers minus threes are out there right now. Total is at 43. Yeah. Why am I not putting the over in this? Yeah, well, because Cam's playing quarterback. Yeah, which goes into my handicap. Why? I mean, look, the look ahead on this game was Carolina minus one. It was actually minus one and a half. And somehow the line has jumped through three. I'm giving myself three and a half after Washington just beat the Bucks. I mean, it's all it's all an adjustment because of Cam. And like, I'm a huge Cam guy. I got a kill a Cam T-shirt in my drawer. I should, probably should be wearing it right now. But like, Cam's got to prove it. Like. And is Cam truly back? I mean, what did he do last year? He had two re- – last week, he had two really good plays from, like, within five yards, which is we know Cam can do that. But taking advantage of a Washington secondary that isn't very good, but can Cam truly take advantage of it? And Ron Rivera has had experience against him. I think the fact that we're getting over a field goal is really valuable. And I think that's the side over the over a total here. Uh, I think Washington keeps it close. And people are buying far too into this Carolina team this week with all the Cam hype when – he can say it like, I Cam, I really like you, but you just you got to prove it. I mean, I think James had a good quote earlier this year for why Cam hasn't been signed, uh, because we could throw a better deep ball than Cam right now. Um, I don't know if he tried one last week. No, you didn't. It's hard to try a deep ball from the two yard line. <laughs> I, I completely agree. Uh, I'm waiting for a three and a half, and then I will be betting Washington as well. Austin didn't mention it's the Ron Rivera revenge game, <laughs> so he will be ready for this one. He'll have the troops fired up. There will be no letdown spot, um, but I just – most of this revolves around Cam. I just don't know how he's going to lead the team 80 yards uh, if they aren't moving efficiently on the ground. And we saw the Bucks struggle to run the ball a little bit last week. So, I think Carol- – Carolina, sorry. I think Washington's very live in this game, and I think they actually win this one. I kind of disagree. I Like, mm-hmm. I'm, pro- I'm not going to bet the Panthers. Um. I, I would like to point out that last year, Cam was pretty good until he got COVID. And I, that I do think that kind of ruined his rhythm and just like the way he played the rest of the season. Um, I don't think that – I don't think that we need to overreact to the overreaction as much as you guys are making it out to be. Um, Washington losing you, – you guys went the whole time without mentioning that Chase Young is out for the year. Montez Sweat is not playing in this game. I do. I also think Jonathan Allen might might be out of this game too, and that is huge. Like, because that would have been Washington's only defensive uh, advantage. And if all of those guys are out, I don't see how they can kind of take advantage of the Panthers' offensive line. Plus, I do think Christian McCaffrey absolutely matters, and I think he showed that. Yep. I like the over. I just think there's going to be points. <clears throat> And that I'm, I'm still in a sort of like I'm, I'm, I'm astounded. This is lower than Dolphins Jets, honestly. I think that's playing into it a bit. But also Panthers defense 
Gilmore's there. Henderson's been playing a little bit better since uh, the start of his time there at Carolina. And the D-line's been amazing. I, 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 struggled, I struggled to get to Washington keeping it close, uh, especially after last week. And on top of all that, it's – haven't we been seeing – isn't this team just not that good? But either is Carolina. I mean, I, I, I hear you their defense was playing well, but I, I've been low in Carolina all year. I mean, they started the year three and playing three shit teams. And then yeah, once this they is a shit team. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but I'm just still not totally bought in. I mean, I, I look at last week's matchup where they're playing Colt McCoy. And once they came out to a lead, the game was over in the first quarter. I've never seen such a big money line winner just be such a sweat free victory. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm interested to see. Yeah. You, whoa, whoa, you whoa. Made... Quick time out. We called Panthers money line last week. Yeah, we did. That's I was with ease. Um, sorry, sorry to cut you off. I don't know. You, you, you made some really good points. Um, because you, you're right. I, I purposely didn't mention the the fact that they don't have Chase Young or Montez Sweat. I was going to mention that later. Um, because yeah, that's pretty much Washington's main defensive pieces. Um, I don't think I can name another defensive piece. <laughs> Who's their best player now on their defense? I think Kyle Fuller, maybe. Okay, yeah, he's I there. think, but yeah. he's like ancient and kind of sucks now. I, their I best don't know. piece is Ron Rivera, and he's going to lead them to victory. He's going to motivate him to victory. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm giving Ron Rivera another year. That's it. Look, he <laughs> is here to prove you wrong when he sneaks into this seventh seed is all I'm saying. Oh, okay. he gets a win this oh. week. They are live again. That's that's perhaps the craziest thing you've You're said. You're in timeout. You're in timeout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, oh, I, I should, I'll, I, I'll, sit, I'll sit through Texas money line. I won't stand for that. I, I should be utilizing the, the mute feature more on Zoom. <laughs> um ravens at the bears bears getting four and a half at home this is drops in six no they don't yeah six. yeah lamar, lamar news lamar's hasn't been practicing oh, that's right that's right totals at 44 and a half um actually that's interesting who is the uh, backup quarterback for the ravens trace McSorley? no no Nick it's, Conley. yeah yeah oh okay whatever uh, James, you, I read a text earlier that said you are betting the Ravens. Tell me why. I don't buy the hype. I like. I know he's not practicing, but he's going to play Sunday in my mind. Uh, <laughs> I just don't understand how like games are played not practicing minds. for three days. It equates to a point and a half movement, or sorry, two. I think it opened six and a half. Two points of line movement. Um, through even a key if number he's hobbled, two. yeah, through through a key number. I just. I just don't see how you can get to these teams being four and a half on in Chicago. Uh, the Bears played really good two weeks ago on Monday night. Don't get me wrong. Fields is for sure making progress, but I think we're getting a really good buy low on the Ravens here. Uh, that that Thursday night game, it's hard to really take a lot away from it. I, I think the Ravens played really bad, and we're probably a little hungover from a, a nice comeback win against the Vikings and on a short week in human weather. Um it, a lot of things just didn't line up for them, so I don't take a whole lot away from it. I just think they're they're too good, and this isn't really a number where they've struggled. Uh, it's when they've been above a six-point favorite and a seven-point favorite that they've been really bad this year. Um, but a four-and-a-half, I'm definitely willing to bet the Ravens here. A couple things. One, Nick Hunley is the former Padres catcher. Uh, Tyler Hunley is the backup for the it's Ravens. Tyler Hunley. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> You said so. It's Tyler Huntley. When you said Nick Huntley, I was thinking Brett Huntley. Yeah, I, I was mixed up on three different players right there. One, one doesn't uh, even play football. 
Um, I'm on the I'm on uh, James's side. Uh, Lamar is certainly definitely worth monitoring because there's I don't think a quarterback who's worth more to their team than Lamar. Um, so I, I understand Rogers. why the line line has dropped. Um, and, and really, it's a it's for the Ravens their use of exotic blitzes. Fields has really struggled this year against the blitz this season. Uh, the Browns and the Bucks had similar like exotic blitz game plans. Um, it's funny, Fields' stats EPA per play wise are almost three times as bad as Davis Mills went under pressure. Um, he's just a totally different quarterback. Um, and then for me, it's yeah, it's monitoring Lamar's injury report, but it's monitoring the Bears' injury report. They're missing Hicks, Mack, Eddie Jackson, Trevathan, and Allen Robinson. All those guys are banged up on the injury report, even though they had a bye week. Um, so I, I think this number is too low. I'm with James. Um, I guess. I mean, we have seen Lamar play and win a game with the shits before, so hopefully that's all it is. Um, <laughs> I don't have much. Austin, I think game. you and James both made some really good points. Um, was that like a Justin Fields coming out game on Monday night? Do we think that's – because that was against a good defense. He was making some outstanding throws. Do And so do we think that the Ravens' defense is – which is – I would say far less talented than the Steelers defense. Are they good enough to put fields in those kinds of uh, situations? I don't know. Um, probably a pass in this game for me, um, especially just with Lamar's status in question. But um, yeah. that being said, I'm always rooting for Lamar MVP, him and Tannehill. Uh, we saints were your best bet, right? James. Yeah. Also, Steelers, you guys gotta let me know. Um, it's Sunday night football, Sunday, so we'll, so oh, we'll get to oh, easy. Okay. Um, tech, nope, we did that one too. All right, the Packers at the Vikings. Vikings are getting a point. Total is at 47 and a half. Um, Austin, why don't you start us off? Um, I'm mixed. I I'm leaning the Vikings way. Um, mainly because I like their advantage with Dalvin. I think they're gonna be able to take advantage of the Packers rush D. Uh, they've been impressive so far this year, but they're a little o- underwhelming against the ground. Um, and Rashawn Gary is the one of their best defensive linemen. Uh, he's hurt. He's going to play, but he's got a hyperextended elbow. He's going to be in a brace. Um, chances are just that just hurts their rush even more, not to mention the Vikings center should be back as well this week. And I look at this Vikings team, they're four and five. They've been in every single game. They easily could have won every single game. Um, they've actually, I saw a stat. They've had at least a seven point lead in every single game that they've played this season which for a four and five team is just wild. Um, meanwhile, this Packers team, they've had a, a few coin flip games and very easily these two teams could have the same record. Um, so I think we're getting a little value on the Vikings side. Um, and not to mention they have a home field here. They are one of the few teams who have a real home field advantage and injury side on the Packers side. I look at Rogers. He has a toe injury. Um, he's missed the last two days of practice. I think that is a significant if it's turf toe. I mean, that's the type of injury that lingers a couple of weeks and definitely hurts. Um, and the Packers O-line is still banged up. Uh, Bakhtiari most likely isn't back. And Harrison Smith for, on the Vikings side will finally be back this week after the last two weeks. So I'm on the Vikings. Um, it's also a bit of a letdown spot for the Packers. I don't know. They just feel like had all-in efforts the last four or five weeks. James, what do you think? I'm pretty mixed. I mean, a lot of people I, I listen to and follow and just kind of respect in general are all on the Vikings, it seems like. Um, now it's down to one though. It's just, it feels like just so much money is coming in on the Vikings. That I just don't really agree with it. Um, 
I mean, the difference between one and two and a half is obviously pretty insignificant, but I think if the Vikings get to one and a half, it's a pretty good tease. I think this figures be a pretty close game either way, but I, I don't really have much of a take on the side here. It's probably just more of a pass than anything. Um, I like the Packers here. So I think whatever – I think that last week's Packers offense performance is probably leaving a bad taste in people's mouths. But And I think collectively that was perhaps our best call all year long is like agreeing with that over or that under, excuse me, and the first half yeah. under. Yep. And, and what did we say? We said Rogers, Rogers rest, Russell Wilson rest. And I like, was that not the most, was it three zero after the first half? Yeah. It was the easiest total win you'll ever have in your life. 17 zero is the final score. Yeah. And so I, so Marquez Valdez Scantling has been playing, but I think this is his first normal week with Aaron Rodgers, And so now you kind of get Aaron Rodgers, um, his deep threat back. Um, who looks healthy by all accounts. And Devontae Adams is still there. Um, Aaron Jones is hurt, but I do think A.J. Dillon is going to be as comparable of a running back as um, running the football, at least. I don't know, ca- uh, catching the ball. But um, I do think that the Packers are going to be able to move the ball fairly easily on the Vikings. And, Austin, you brought up the Vikings' like run game. And, honestly, it really hasn't been that good this year. And I, they are – 26th in the adjusted line yards, um, which isn't good. And I, I think Kenny Clark will be the focal point of the broadcast just because I, I could see him blowing up just so many plays for the uh, Vikings. Um, and I do expect the Vikings to be able to move the ball a little bit on offense. And I do, I do value their home field because it is important. But um, Ultimately, I, j- I think the Packers are just going to be able to outscore them here, especially with Aaron Rodgers back in a full week of practice. I do think that matters. And I, th- I think there is a, a pretty decent uh, coaching edge to Matt LaFleur here. At least um, LaFleur, LaFleur, LaFleur. Crammed up the cram hole, LaFleur. Um, Austin, <laughs> Austin won't get that. Um, and oh, Wait, actually, Austin, I'll give you $5 if you can tell me what movie that's from. No, not a clue. <laughs> oh, my God. Not dude. a clue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where was i still I? laughed <laughs> yeah uh can, can i say one thing sure uh ahead. you uh i would agree lafleur does have the coaching advantage and hold on let me all... stop you because yeah. i do think zim reserves credit that's what I was past say. couple give, weeks give, yep, past couple weeks credit. his defense has been super sharp and i love that he went for it late in the game against the chargers i like that was and for it. someone who had a big parlay. If, if you're not into NFT horse racing, my friends and I, we are trying to get a horse, but we said we're not going to get it until we hit a parlay. And all we needed was the over in this game. And like Brandon Staley was not going for in the situation he had. To. No. I was very impressed with Zimmer, who was doing it when he needed to. And they did their job offensively. God, you have no idea. You guys got to get into NFT horse racing. It's a no, conversation. I, I want to. It's, it looks really fun. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Oh, dude, you like get a stable, you can breed them. Uh, like it's a real thing. We almost got a horse named Running with Knives. <laughs> Wait, why didn't you? Because we didn't want to. We had to hit the parlay first, playing oh, the fucking okay, Chargers. Um, yeah. Uh, that being said, much will be made about the Vikings getting a kind of defensive replacements back. I would argue that none of them are good. Harrison Smith is old and kind of washed, like he's still fine. <laughs> Shots. <laughs> and. <laughs> And my boy, Patrick Peterson. Oh, 
I hope, I, I hope they put, you know what? Put him on Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is going for 200 yards. Put him on uh, MVS. MVS will catch at least one very, very deep ball on like an offsides play or something. I'm putting that out into existence and because it will be true. Pat Pete is a fossil and he is not good. Now, because I said that, he'll have an interception or something stupid off like a tipped pass. That being said, I, dude, James, you it's suck. Right. We'll continue on. We'll continue. This on. dude. Um, <laughs> that being said, my my hatred for and disrespect for Patrick Peterson certainly knows no bounds. Hatred's probably strong because I don't really know him personally. But uh, <laughs> but as a football player, I just think he gets far too much credit for what he is now. Great career though. Great career. But let's move on to the Bengals at the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders getting a point. And the total, which I believe James and I have bet, is at 50 and a half. James, I'm curious what number – is he in this call? Yeah, I'm in. Good job, James. I'm in it. Uh, James, uh, what number did you bet the over at in this game? 49. Not too bad. Man, even his – you fix your Wi-Fi. Um, no, I'm just talking louder because I'm happy. Okay. Um, James, <laughs> do you have any opinion on the side in this game or just the total? Um, not really any opinion on the side. I, I think the Bengals being a slight favorite here is justified with the Raiders play as of late, but I like the over a lot. I mean, if you've watched these two teams play the last couple of weeks, their defenses have been far from okay. The Bengals just been giving up big plays, chunk plays left and right. Uh, gave up 41 to the Browns and then 34 to the Jets. Then on the other side, everyone saw what happened on Sunday night. Uh, the Chiefs offense all year has just been uh, just – league average at best and then last week i don't know if it was because andy reading the chiefs pick something or the raiders defense is just playing that poorly right now but a lot of 41 of the chiefs i just think there's gonna be a lot of points here um i guess i lean to the Bengals. i think the i think the Bengals can do more offensively the raiders have struggled a little bit without rugs trying to find that deep option that deep threat to open it up um but they do have deshaun jackson now which should help but it, it Total still being under 50, 51. I still like it at 50 and a half, up to 51. I think it's still a good play. Austin, what do you think? Um, honestly, I don't have much on this. I thought James' sentiments on the over were pretty spot on. Um, looking from a side perspective, I think I'd, I'll take the Bengals just because, I don't know, I made a take last week that the Raiders won't get to seven wins and they're <laughs> going to have to lose this game to reach that take. Uh, I just I, – I, I, I'm not a believer in this Raiders team. Bengals are off a bye. Um, and they're, they're off like two pretty disappointing performances with a loss to the Jets, a blowout to the Browns. Like they're going to have to get this offense going again. Um, kind of a must-win spot for both teams if they want to stay in this playoff hunt. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's reasonable. Um, the Raiders are five and four right now. That's just kind of weird to look at. Um, I don't want to overreact too much to Sunday night, but it's pretty tough not to just because. Um, the lack of Henry Ruggs kind of stretching the field was noticeable, I would say, in that teams were, or at least the Chiefs, it kind of made the uh, bad Chiefs pass defense look a little bit better. I still don't know how to gauge the Chiefs passing defense, especially after the last three weeks. They Because they, after everything, I, I'll say that for the Chiefs-Cowboys game. Um, I do like this over, though. Um, I think with a week to prepare, Joe Burrow um, and the passing attack will be set up pretty well. And then um, overall, I'm, I'm still a supporter of the Raiders uh, offense. I think that they got kind of unlucky with like 
a weird Deshaun Jackson fumble. And I think that kind of interrupted momentum a little bit. Um, so I, I, I bet at 49 and a half, James beat me by a half point. But um, yeah, Bengals Raiders over uh, for me. I think I, I would play it up to 51. I wouldn't go over 51. The Cardinals at Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks getting two at home. And the total is at 48. Russell, Russell Wilson's been working real hard, man. I think they might have a chance here. Austin, what do you think? Well, what was, what was the, the video I sent earlier this week? Uh, oh, the Mr. Unlimited? Uh, That's the Mr. worst thing. Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> Look, I'm on Mr. Unlimited's side, uh, mainly because I just I still don't know what I'm seeing out of this Cardinals team. Uh, I, I mix, if, if Kyler's healthy, I'm playing straight into the rust factor that I've, we've, every quarterback seems to be struggling with so far Love this that. season. Um, and even if he's, I mean, rust or just the fact that we we've seen Kyler when he's hurt. I mean, it, I've, he's just not the same QB. Um, I, I think Russell Wilson with now an extra week under him will be a better, uh, playing better. I mean, last week was a tough game. That Packers defense is playing very well and it was in tough weather. Um, not to mention this Cardinals team still has some question marks with like, is Hopkins going to play? I would say probably not. Um, I just think there's value in Seattle here, especially if Kyler plays. Cause I would assume, I mean, we had this conversation last week. If Kyler plays, does this number go up? Is there any way we can get a plus three? Um, if so, I definitely will take Seattle, but I think they're a great teaser leg and either way, I think I'm going to take them to plus two. James, what do you think? Spot on. I completely agree. This is a spot that usually I like to play the Cardinals annually. It's a spot that usually the Seahawks are favored in and you get the Cardinals at a pretty good money line price catching like seven points. But uh, obviously that's not the case. Honestly, I'm kind of hoping Kyler plays here. Like Austin said, that a rust factor. We've seen it from pretty much every QB who's missed a few games this year. Um, that first game back, they really struggled. And obviously with Russell saw it last week, um, Kyler will be coming off about, what, 21 days without playing football. So I think that's a pretty big factor here. Uh, I think the Seahawks are a really good tease leg, but I also am looking at that money line a little bit. Uh, I am on the Seahawks here. Um, I bet them to win the game. Uh, I think that it's you're just buying low on the Seahawks. And with Russ Wilson back, um, hopefully healthier, I think that we see them be able to move the ball now. And I think that we can, or I also think that we see them kind of open up a vertical passing game a little bit. I am worried about kind of Chandler Jones getting in there and um, blowing up some plays, but overall it's, I think I, that's weird. Like I agree with Austin or I don't know if Austin said this, but I do think I like it a little more if Kyler plays and that if Kyler plays, maybe that bumps it up to three, um, which that, that would be pretty cool. Cause I think I'd bet it again there. Um, also Seattle's got a home field. I do think that matters, um, especially in a afternoon game with importance and possibly with a little, like a, this is a, I feel like this is not to get too narrative but this is a little bit of a backs against the wall kind of game where we see a full out, just they're playing their best year. And if, and I'm going to call for it. I think the spread matters in this. I think that, Late in the game, I think that we see the Seahawks down one or down two, and I think that there is a chance that the two, two and a half, whatever's available, might actually might actually matter here. Hopefully, the Seahawks just win outright, but those two points, I have a can weird I make, feeling. Can I make one feeling. more, even more bold prediction? Sure. We get a score gami in this game. <laughs> that's that's a hot take. I feel like that just not many of those uh, come by these days, but um. 
Actually, I feel like we were on a couple weeks uh, straight yeah. of getting a couple. I'm pretty pumped about it. <laughs> I'm a Scorigami guy. Um, final afternoon kick. Dallas Cowboys, Kansas City Chiefs, the game of the week. Cowboys getting two and a half on the road. Total is at 56. Austin, you like the Cowboys? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I'm going to stick to my guns. I mean, truthfully, I wanted the over. I, I, if we could reschedule this game in Dallas, I would really appreciate that. Um, but the fact that we're getting 16 mile per hour wins does change this game a little bit. But regardless of that, I look at this matchups here and I think to grade the Chiefs as the better team by the end of the year would be fair to say. But to this point in the season, Dallas has been the better team. Um, I've been very impressed with Dak. I've been very impressed with this offense. Um, they haven't faced anyone worse than the 18th rated uh, pass defense so far this season. So they've played against pretty good competition. Um, I just don't see how Kansas, Kansas City can stop this Dallas offense. Um, they've struggled against top offenses so far this week, this, this year. And look, the last four games and their, their four wins they've had, um, their defenses look better, but they've played no one on offense. And this week, Gallup's going to return. And I, I expect it to be shootouts from that side of the field. Um, now the reason why I wanted the over is because I don't really see Dallas stopping Kansas city either. Um, I not that impressed with Dallas's defense. Um, not to mention they play a lot of cover three zone, um, which I mentioned last week. Um, that's where the chiefs excel in, um, because they've struggled against the two, two high safeties. Look sure enough, the Raiders didn't change their game plan and the chiefs destroyed them last week. So if the Cowboys change that up, um, possibly that'll help their way, their defense a little bit more against this, um, this chief's offense. Um, but that being said, this, the, the Cowboys so far we've seen this year, they have a very opportunistic defense and this chief's team has been very sloppy with the ball. So I, I don't think I've picked against the chiefs all season yet, but I just think Cowboys are valuable here. I, I don't think they should be an underdog. I think they're, they're the better team to this point to the season. Uh, the fact that they might get Tyron Smith back as well will help, um, go Cowboys. All right, James, what do you think? Are you on the other side? I am on the other side. I, I think we will be betting this. Um, the points you made were fair. I think you could actually argue justifiably as well that the Cowboys are have been the better team to this point. Um, but I, I really like what I've seen from the Chiefs the last two weeks. The offense didn't look good against the Packers. There's no doubt about that. But it's not the offense that's really impressed me. It's the defense that's starting to play much better ball. Uh, some of that definitely could be the situations the other teams they're playing. And we'll find out if it's translating this Sunday. But – the defense is playing better. I really like what I saw from the offense last week. It looked like they had a fundamental change in the offense. Uh, later in the game, they took some deep shots, yes, but it wasn't like three-play, flashy, big, long drives like what we saw in years past, but more methodical, work their way downfield, mixing some runs, uh, five-yard checkdowns, nice long drives that led to points. Um, and I think that just could be the change. Instead of taking deep shots, looking deep, that's your first read every time, and results in either taking in a chance that you don't need to take or just like an incompletion. Um, I mean, if Mahomes takes what the Cowboys give him here, I think the Chiefs can move the ball all day. Um, I'm still not completely sold on the Cowboys defense. Like you said, they've been really opportunistic, but I just think they don't, I don't think they've seen an offense like the Chiefs up to this point. Um, but yeah, I like the Chiefs minus two and a half here. I think their home field really matters here. And I think the Cowboys going out and playing in the cold could, uh, could do some things. I think it's cold. I think it's windy. It's windy. It is 54. Chad no, would not, not call that cold sitting in Washington. No, I no. would not. I would call that cold. 
weaklings. Um, <laughs> it is like 30 degrees and snowing right now. Um, no, it, it'll, be closer, it won't stick, it'll be closer so to 40. It's a, it's a four o'clock kick. Oh, good point. My weatherman is capping today. Um, Gotta get the kid on that. I think I lean to the Chiefs. I don't know. This is such a coin flip game. I think the number is perfect. I think if the Cowboys were getting three, I would take a longer look at the Cowboys, but they're not. So I'm just, I don't have to play it. So I won't. Um, I don't, I think the Cowboys are a terrible tease. If that is what people are thinking, it is like a technically long teaser. Um, I think that this could turn into a Chiefs blowout of sorts if the Chiefs defense plays up to a similar standard as the past couple of weeks. But James, and you did mention this a little bit, this could just be the Chiefs defense playing like the most favorable scheduling defensive spots they've gotten all year long. Mm-hmm. Um, they play the Giants. Giants out a bunch of like uh, a couple linemen and a bunch of skill players. They play Jordan Love. I don't need to go into it much further than that. And then they get the Raiders first as first game without rugs, right? Second. Uh, second. Second. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I mean, you get burned by Deshaun Jackson and like that. I do think that changed the complexion of the game a little bit. Now, that being said, they forced way more three and outs than I kind of like suspected they would. Um, and so I do think that is a positive sign. Um, it's clear that they are not playing Sorensen and Neiman as much on passing downs, which is good because they cannot cover. And um, ultimately, I think that um, I can't – with how poorly we've talked about the Chiefs so far this year, which I – a bunch of, like, underlying stats have shown that the Chiefs aren't are not or have not been playing up to, like, an above-average team this season, which, like, that's fair. I agree. But they are 6-4. and four. They are first in their division, and – I, I, at this point, I think that the Titans are a heavy favorite to be the one seed. I would not be that super, super surprised if the, the Chiefs just like found their mojo again and then ended up winning out. And I think because what we've seen the Chiefs do the past couple of years, I just think that sticks out in my mind too much. And I'm trying to like not just, you know, move into the comfortability and I so I think I'm not playing this but I could certainly see a, another Chiefs role here as a statement and then we kind of see them move on into the rest of the season um I don't know I don't know what to think here I wish there wasn't uh bad weather because I would love this over too so yep yep it is a bummer hopefully it dies the I honestly if you had no action in this game I don't think at the end of the world this no it's gonna probably be, will be the, the game of the game. season yeah, yeah. Um, and then finally Sunday night, actually not finally two games left Sunday night Steelers. Last I checked, it was Steelers plus four and a half score center showing six right now. I would assume that's a Mason Rudolph line. Yeah. Um, but big Ben's going to play. He has the, he has the vaccine. There's no reason for him to sit out 10 days. Okay. I, I don't know, but Rudolph is preparing to start is what I'm seeing. Like either prepping him as if he's going to start my, I'm thinking he big Ben might actually be sick. Oh, you think? Yeah, I mean that's uh, I I I'm we're all just kind of we're we're just kind of pondering. What's the handicap, James? What do you think? Yeah, because James, you like the Steelers, right? Well, it's contingent on Big Ben, which is crazy to say. Okay. But I mean, after what I saw from Rudolph last well, week, hold on, that hold on, was... hold on, because this is kind of what we did last week with Packers, Seahawks, Steelers. Um, excuse me, Pan- Panthers, 
Cardinals, Cardinals. Steelers, Packers. Gosh, that was really difficult for me. Um, so <laughs> Seahawks, Packers. <laughs> let's talk Big Ben, then let's talk Mason Rudolph. James, you start us off. So just talk Big Ben or talk Mason Rudolph? Just pretend Big Ben's going to play. Okay, but okay, I gotcha. Um, so if Big Ben plays, oh man, he's not gonna have any practice time though. Nope. Damn it. Does he need it? I don't okay. know. Look like Rodgers. Mason Rudolph. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I I'm all over the charges. Mason Rudolph's playing. Um, I mentioned it earlier. Mason Rudolph wasn't hit once last week. Uh, the Steelers do not exactly have a good offensive line. That just goes to show you how bad Detroit's defensive line is. And even though Joey Bosa caught COVID and isn't vaxxed. I've heard that he's going to play this week. Um, so <laughs> that makes, I would assume it is a false positive. Um, but this charge defensive line, if they, they are going to get pressure on Rudolph and that will be a wake up call for him after coming from a game where I don't even think he hit the ground. Um, and I'm definitely not a Mason Rudolph believer. So I think the charge will excel. And then I look at the Steelers defense and they're hurt. Uh, TJ Watt is going to play. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick is most likely not playing. Um, and Joe Hayden is also hurt. Um, I got a feeling he'll play though. Um, I don't know. I, I think there's value in this Chargers team. I, I just, I'm not a believer in this Chargers offense, in the Steelers offense. And I just think it gets that much worse with Mason Rudolph at quarterback. Yeah, Mason Rudolph sucks. I think that's clear. Um, I, I don't know. The Chargers defense just has been so, so bad. Is, is that fair? Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, you would definitely say that. Yeah, like, it's because they have just haven't even come close to playing well at all in recent uh, weeks. And yeah. I, I'm worried that the Steelers are going to have, like, a – I can't call it an easy time because their offense is bad. But I feel like they'll be able to score 20-ish points to kind of – like keep themselves in the game and within the number. That being said, I do agree. I think no TJ Watt, no Minka Fitzpatrick. That's a huge loss. And I don't know. I've I've no dog in this fight. James, you didn't you didn't really get to talk. Uh, do you have any sort of rebuttals to what Austin was saying? No, I really don't want any action in this game anymore after thinking about it. Um, it we almost had a bet on this, but it's hard to really bet on it when you don't know the circumstances or the number. So I, at this point, it's nothing for me. It's, I I think the Steelers come out and play really well. It's just if it's Rudolph, I just really don't want any part. And Big Ben also won't have like any practice time. So situation is not ideal for the Steelers. I, I actually disagree with that. I think the situation just overwhelmingly favors the Steelers. After such a disappointing loss that ends in the tie. Yeah, well, that's, that's – like, the- I think you could say that like the on-field kind of play, it almost certainly benefits the Chargers. But this is quite possibly like the best situation of the season right now. See, I misspoke because I like the spot for the Steelers as a whole, but I'm saying at quarterback, they're in a predicament. That's fair. Okay. Um, Just to clarify on Joey Bosa. So – ESPN calls him out right now, but he tested negative for COVID on Wednesday. Um, so I don't know how that works considering he was tested positive on Tuesday. It was clearly a false positive, but um, I guess he was in close contact with Jerry Tillery who tested positive. So he might still have to be out. Interesting. Okay. Um, well, I guess that would kind of sort itself out. 
um, as the week goes on. To Monday night we go. The New York Giants at the Tampa Bay Bucks. Tampa Bay home of Daniel Jones' first win, correct? Mm-hmm. Giants Thanks getting Giants. 11. Uh, total is 49 and a half. The Bucks have some significant injury issues, and I do think we should talk about that a little bit. Um, do, I, do either of you guys like the Giants? Maybe in that way. I because that's that's where I'm at, James. Um, Vita Vea is probably not playing. The secondary health just continues to be an issue for the Buccaneers. Um, Sherman's and... made of glass. What's up? Sherman's made of glass now. Oh, I, I know it's it's a bummer, but um, Antonio Brown probably isn't playing. Did Gronk play last week? Did you see the AB the AB news that came out? Yeah, yeah. I, I alluded to it earlier. I thought it was really. Funny. Oh, did you? <laughs> I'm sorry. I was my phone probably kicked me off the call at that point. Oh, that's actually a really good point. Um, <laughs> is this just prime Brady bounce back and they just kind of? But I the Giants defense is pretty good. It's absolutely better than Washington's defense from last week. I don't know. I don't really know what to think about this game. This number feels too big, yet it also feels correct. Giants love to do this when they're a big underdog. That's they true. Play they well. are. Really They're well a damn the good dog. They're a yep. damn good dog. And not to mention, we got 15 mile power wins in this game, which mm. certainly favors Holy the team shit. who's an 11 point underdog. The Giants were on a bye last week, right? Yep, correct. Extra time to prepare. I believe Saquon's been practicing. Andrew Thomas was activated off the IR. They're getting healthy, and I, mean, I think that the receivers have kind of been playing uh, more or less. I. Not gonna lie, I'm not keeping up with the Giants' receivers' injuries just because there were so many of them. Um, you kind of talked me into it. Yeah. Can I make a mic drop? Why? Giants make the playoffs. <laughs> you can't. You. I'm not. I'm not allowing you to call for two, three, and sixteen. They, they took the over Washington's spot. No, they play Washington in the final week. They're both gonna play in a must-win game, and the Giants are gonna beat them. Giants don't have anyone coming ahead on their schedule. Like they have some winnable games, and now that they're healthy. Have you seen the end of the year schedule for these NFC East teams? <laughs> just all they play each other. Like the last, they all yeah. like last six weeks of the year. I don't think they play anybody else but each other. It's insane. Giants have a little break, but yeah, Washington plays five straight NFC East. The, the Eagles are the same way, and the, I know the Cowboys <laughs> are pretty similar too. I kind of wish that the like because like college kind of does that too. I yeah. think the NFL would be like really interesting to kind of heat up divisional races like that. It'd be pretty fun. Yeah, it would be. Especially with, eight, with 18 weeks now, throw all six games in the last eight weeks of the year. I feel like, too, with some of those teams that are like four games behind in the division, that the season, like, you know, like week, th- week 13, you think your season's over. If you're playing four teams in your division, like the last four weeks, I feel like there's still a little glimmer of hope that you still play. Oh, hard. that's, that's got to give you juice. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and at the very least, if you're out of it, you're going to ruin your rival season. Like that type of yep. thing. Very true. Um, I mean, didn't the, uh, did the, who was the Eagles brought started like a third string quarterback last year when they could have beat someone to like, Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Against yeah the football, football team. team. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> that was insane. That's so funny. That's hilarious. Um, anything else on this game? Are we overthinking Giants Bucks? No, nah, it's Giants a pass. Just pull the trigger. I like Giants. All right. All right. You heard it from Austin. All right. Wait, 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 wait. Wait. Is it, Gi- is it Giants outright? 
yeah, put the Giants Texans money line parlay together, people. I I'm doing I'm oh, I'm rolling with that. Uh, I'm rolling Texans Saints and what was the other one? Oh, Colts. I love it. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Guys. Uh, I guess we've normally been doing this at the end. Um, quick little recap, Austin. You want to go over your likes one more time? I've got Browns or best bet Texans, and then I have Browns. I have the under in the Eagles Saints game. I took Washington, and I took the over in Chiefs Cowboys. And then anything else you you may have liked along the way? Um, I like that Dolphins under, Jets under under Jets Dolphins. I really like. That's a phenomenal call. I think we all should have money on that. And if I was to make a teaser, I liked the – what did I like? I kind of like the Saints. We said the Saints, and then – I was thinking Seahawks. Yeah, I like Seahawks. Uh, James, what about you? Uh, my best bet was the Saints plus one and a half. I like the over in the Raiders and Bengals. I like the Chiefs minus two and a half. I like the Ravens minus four and a half. Uh, and my fifth like was the Steelers, but I'm going to swap that to the Seahawks. Uh, like Austin said, I really like that under in Miami and New York. Um, and I kind of like Chaz's handicap on the Colts. I, I, I think if you can get the hook on seven, I think I might play that as well. Uh, well, you just heard that. My best bet is Colts plus seven and a half. Um, I do like the Saints. Titans team total over for me. Kind of like it a little less now, but I'll, I'll stick to my guns. Um, I like the Packers. I like the Seahawks and other things. Seahawks, Saints, T's. I'm a fan of Dolphins, Jets under, just like we said. And um, I actually, I think Jags plus three and a half first half. I actually, I actually do think that's a pretty decent look. Um, okay. Other than that. Oh, and Bengals Raiders over. I'll have some action. And you know what? Screw it. Giants winning. I like that. I, I like Texas. That. Let's go. <laughs> Giants um, playoffs. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening on Spotify, click the – I forget what it is. Is it follow, subscribe button, whatever it is. Um, tell you. Austin, you're going to have to give me a, an idea for a poll. I think the last one we did uh, – oh, we didn't really talk – oh, my gosh. How did I go the entire pod without mentioning this? There's breaking news in the NFL this week. Cats versus Birds – are exactly 500 in NFL matchups. Wow. What, that's what it was, right? <laughs> yeah. It yeah, was it like, was. it was like 290, 290 and 11 or something like that. Yeah. That, that is, that is monumental news right is, now. Is, is there any, any matchups any this week? Um, bears, Ravens, I guess the bears and the cat. Um, no, it is not. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's an animal. Uh, <laughs> What about what about bird on bird? We got a Cardinal Seahawk. You know what? I'd I'd, I'd have to do a, a a deep deep dive into the numbers for that, James. But unfortunately, I don't have that on me right now. Um, I'm gonna say a bird wins every time between two birds. That's an extremely hot take. Be careful who you say that around. Um, thank you guys for listening. Appreciate it, with, especially with all of our fairly idiotic comments on animals at times. Um, Austin. Big NFL Sunday is coming. Uh, is coming. What are we doing this weekend? Let's go win some money. Do it.